Good morning and welcome to this week's PM Excite session brought to you today by PM Excite, where we provide property management solutions for growing agencies. My name is Shanley Draper and with me today is the delightful Terry Handy, co-founder of PM Excite and property management expert. And we are really looking forward to today's conversation, which is, are you asking for client feedback at these crucial points? So looking forward to getting into that. But firstly, we just want to say thank you for tuning in with us today. We will be reading your comments and questions throughout the conversation. So please feel free to chime in at any time. And if you are joining us via our podcast, hello to you too. And we hope that you're having an amazing week. Uh, Before we dive in today, we'd like to start each conversation with some gratitude. So we'll start with you today, Terry. What are you feeling grateful for? I'm actually feeling grateful for my husband. I won't say that very often. He will die if he hears me say it. But it was our anniversary this week and we've been married for just like so long. We still laugh together. We enjoy each other's company. So I'm grateful that we we met when we were really young so that we have all this time together. Mm, That's amazing. I love that. Yeah. What about you, Sean? What are you grateful for? I'm grateful for a relationship too, but it's one that I have with just a couple of clients that I work with um, and it's just so easy to work with them. It's always a pleasure to answer their phone calls and pick up the phone and call them and um, just look after them as clients. So, um, you know, ties in nicely with what we're talking about today, but I just feel grateful that I work with clients that I really love and really get and it's really nice when you work with people that where your values really align. And so yesterday I was talking to these particular clients and we both knew that the decision we needed to make um, wasn't the right decision. And so we just went, we're not going to make it. And it was just nice to be on the same page, um, even though on paper it looked like we should make it, but logically and intuitively it was a no deal for both of us. So I just love that we're so aligned. So yeah, feeling grateful for those guys today. Um, but anyway, let's get into today's conversation, which is all around asking for client feedback at crucial points. I mean, we're talking today about some specific points in which we think that you need to be asking for that feedback at um, and why it's so important. So we'll start off with the first question for today, Terry. So why is it crucial that we ask for feedback when it comes to improving the retention that we have in our agencies? Okay. So I I think the old adage applies here. If you don't ask, you don't know. And, And if we aren't asking our clients how they feel about the service we're providing, then we're only ever going to have assumptions about their experience. And as my husband loves to say, and I can't believe I've mentioned him twice today, uh, when we assume something, we make an ass out of you and me. So uh, he, he uses that all the time and it's actually a little bit appropriate here. So the first reason we need to be asking for feedback, like we're not the customer, guys. We're not on the receiving end of the service our agency is providing. So how do we know if what we're doing is working or if it's even relevant anymore? So we can't assume this. Mm. It's very difficult to continue to improve if we're not seeking to understand what our clients are wanting from us at the moment because this can actually be very different from what they were looking for or even needed a a short time ago. So um, it's super important. The second and by far the most important reason in my books um, is that it helps our clients to feel valued. So if they feel appreciated and valued, then they're going to stay with your agency. You know yourself when someone asks your opinion and is genuinely interested in what you have to say, you actually feel pretty good. You feel important and you can't help but feel a bit warm and fuzzy towards them, even if like you were initially a little bit cross. So when a client feels you are listening to them, they're going to become more attached to you. And not only are they going to remain loyal, but they're going to tell their friends about you. So by listening to them, you're actually going to create stronger relationships and grow your business. It's like a huge win. No brainer for me. 
And then the third reason for asking for feedback from your clients is that it's going to help you with your attention around service recovery, okay? Um, If we have an owner or a tenant who's not satisfied with their service, they're just going to go and find a better alternative and they're going to leave. It's as simple as that. So if someone isn't satisfied and we know about it, then we have the opportunity to fix the situation. If they express their disappointment, we can address it. And, and actually, in many cases, we can create a stronger relationship with them. So, I th- And I think it's really important to highlight that I've used the word satisfied here. When someone isn't satisfied, they're often not very loud about expressing how they feel. So if someone's really cranky, you're going to hear about it. If, if you're not hitting the mark with a client, um, but then you're not actually making them angry, I guess, they're going to be like unlikely to tell you how they really feel unless you ask them in a way that they um, perceive as genuine. So, um, yeah, that, that's, they're my reasons. Mm, love it. Okay, cool. And so um, at PM Excite and in our PM Club, we actually have this as a free resource as well. We have a 12 minutes to asking for Google reviews um, or five-star Google reviews, and that's been really successful. And we actually talk in that particular course around the timing of when we're asking for this feedback. So I want to talk about that, Terry, um, in terms of I guess, you know, when when is the best time to be reaching out to our clients to ask for their thoughts? Is there is there a right time, I guess? Yeah. Well, it is a really good question because, like, as we know with most things, timing's everything. So seeking feedback about something that happened in the distant past, if, like even a month ago for me, is unlikely to be much of much value to your client, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, if you ask me about something that happened a month ago, unless I'm really cranky or super impressed, I'm not even going to remember how I felt at the time. Um, and I'll probably be a little bit annoyed that you're asking me about it. Like, so what do you want to know now? You didn't care then. Mm-hmm. So the other thing to consider is that if the client doesn't think you're going to act upon their feedback, then like if, if they don't feel that their voice is going to be heard, then it doesn't matter when you ask it, actually. The, the timing's never going to be right. So I just wanted to, to let you know it has to be coming from uh, the right place, I guess, when we're requesting this feedback. Um, there's actually two approaches you can take with your timing around this. Um, if you're just looking to check in with your on your relationship with your clients and, and you, you're going to use something like Net Promoter Score or NPS to gauge this, then probably twice a year is considered to be the best way to go. Okay, Once a year is not enough. And if you're wanting a general idea of how your clients feel about you, then NPS is actually a really simple and easy way to do this. So twice a year hits the mark. Personally, I'm actually not really a huge fan of this method for property management. And, well, actually, I probably shouldn't say that. I like NPS. I really do. I love the data it produces, the opportunity to use your customer satisfaction score, you know, in your in your marketing and that kind of thing because it, it can be a really great promotional tool. tool mm-hmm. Um and I love being able to see how you can measure it and you can see the improvements. But what I don't like about NPS is that it's often seen as a token gesture by our clients, okay? And regardless of the company, the, the requests all look and feel the same as every other business that sends them out. It's not personal. And as a consumer, there's not a day go by, goes by that I'm not actually asked to rate a product or a service. And, and unless I'm, again, really happy or really unhappy, and at, have the time at that exact moment that I received the request, but I'm just, I just ignore it and mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I'm not alone. So 
if you're keen to measure how people feel about your your brand and your relationships with them, then twice a a year. But please tailor your questions to suit your agency and and try and avoid making it look like what everyone else is sending. You you need to find a way to cut through all the other requests that um, our clients, our owners and tenants are receiving. And then the second approach um, that for property management is seeking feedback around different situations our clients encounter, okay? And I actually prefer this method because I'm really interested in understanding how clients feel about particular experiences they have with us and and how we find it. Like what we actually find we have a better strike rate for responses when we get the timing right and, and then we're able to take this feedback and if it's required, immediately put into place a tweak or an improvement to our process, okay? Sometimes it, it feels like this is just, you know, a little bit too hard, I guess, for, for some agencies because we have so many different situations arise and, and you know, the NPS out a couple of times a year is, yeah, that, that's going to cover off on, on, on seeking feedback. But if you want to look at that situational um, approach, I guess, I, I don't have a particular name for it. I'm, I'm kind of making this up. But it, it's actually easy if we use the three phases of service um, that we provide. Like that that will help with this. Uh, it makes it very simple to do. And our PM Club members, they hear me speak about this all the time, but we have the warm welcome, the anticipatory service and the fond farewell. So how we say hello how we say goodbye, and all the stuff we do in the middle throughout our relationship. And asking an owner and tenant for their feedback immediately, say um, after a new tenancy commences, that that actually just forms part of the leasing process. Like, you know, we're actually, we have a process around leasing. It's very easy to control here. And likewise, 10 days after a tenant vacates a property, that's also a great time to ask not only the owner but the tenant how they felt about the experience. Um, but don't ask them just to rate you. Don't ask them to give you a number between 1 and 10 or 1 and 5 or, or whatever your approach is. Ask relevant questions that are actually going to help you improve the experience you're providing and it's also going to help the client feel valued. So questions like, was your property manager consistent in meeting your communication expectations throughout the application and signing process? Uh did you find the information provided about the lease and your obligations as a tenant easy to understand and helpful? Did you feel the information provided in the entry condition report was accurate with enough detail? Like These are really good questions and, and they're actually going to enable you to identify any gaps you might have in your process. It, it, it's actually, um, they're going to feel valued and you're going to get this great information. And, and if a client, if a tenant, say, is um, saying our communication is not up to speed, then we can easily look at introducing some more touch points or you can have some training around the, the conversations that your team is having. So it, it's the same with the vacating process. And I, I do get a little bit passionate about this, I know, but asking an owner if they felt the property manager had their best interests at heart throughout this process that's pretty powerful and you're likely to get somebody, you know, they're, they're going to want to tell you how they felt. And another good one is um, are you satisfied with the length of time the process has taken? So these are all about the experience and ha- how what, how the client is feeling around it. It's not just rating, okay? We, we just don't want a rating. 
Um, and when we're talking about anticipatory service, so that stuff that happens throughout your relationships, you know, maintenance is a biggie. And asking your clients for feedback around their experience with repairs and maintenance, it actually rarely happens, mainly because it's a little bit difficult to track if you're not using a specialist maintenance tool. But, but this doesn't mean it's impossible. And remember, seeking feedback does not have to be via a survey, guys. You can actually do this look, the old-fashioned way. You could pick up the phone and make a call. And a check-in with an owner or a tenant after a job is closed off, it's going to give you great, like, great information, heaps of it too. You could use a script like this, like, hi, Bill, just wanted to let you know the toilet has been replaced in the ensuite at Smith Street. Um, I've checked in with the tenants. They're really happy. They're now back to a two-toilet household. And I've also received the invoice from the plumber. It matches the quote they originally provided. So I'm just about to authorise this for payment. So you'll see this on your next statement. I just wanted to check in with you, Bill, to hear how you feel we've handled this repair for you. I know this is the first time we've had to organise maintenance for you and I just wanted to make sure you're comfortable with how things went and if you would like us to do something different next time. Mm-hmm. So this is, it's just a phone call. Mm-hmm. Um, we've identified that it's a new owner. So the first time we do maintenance for um, a new owner, you can have in your process, just check in and see how they went. And he is going to feel heard. He's going to feel that you, you care. So, um, yeah, you, you're demonstrating that you value his feedback. So, mm-hmm. and you also get to hear if you're not doing it right, I guess, mm-hmm. the benefits. So, um, yeah, I love that. I love that. It's really important to ask how can we do it differently next time if you weren't happy. Um, as you're talking, Terry, I just quickly had a little scroll on my phone to find an SMS that I got yesterday. So I went to the dentist on Tuesday, I think it was. Yep, Tuesday. Um, and I received a message yesterday from the dentist saying, you know, hi, Shanley, it was great to see you and thank you for choosing us to take care of your smile. Now, it's a really long message um, and I remember looking at it and I'm such a, like, I'm a Google reviewer. I get emails saying your Google review has had like 1,600 views or whatever because I write them often if I'm really happy. Um, I don't write mean ones, but I always write good ones. Um, but the thing with this one is it was not personal. So even though it was hi, Shanley, I, it said at the end, thank you, Oasis Dental Palm Beach. I read it and went, ugh, like, you know, yes, I'm, I'm happy with them. They're great. Like, I really like them. That's why I go back to them. I think you don't go back to a dentist unless you're really happy with them usually. But um, and I will link them a review, but I remember looking at it going, oh, it's just too long. But if it had said, hi, Shunley, it's Dr. My Dentist Name here, um, I would have read it and I would have actually done something about it because I, even though I know, like, hello, I'm in marketing, I understand that this comes from a machine, I would have felt a bit more, like it was a bit more personalised, but because it said Oasis Dental Palm Beach, it was kind of like, eh, it was a bit generic. But I'm dealing with a doctor, uh, a dentist. Are they called doctors, by the way? Doctors? Yes. I don't know. But yeah. Um, I'm dealing with a dentist one-on-one. Like I'm his client. I feel like just that extra bit of personalization saying his name would have um, probably got my attention and made me do it on the spot. Now I will do it, but I probably won't do it for another week or so or whatever it might be. So there's a lot of power in that as well is making it as personal as possible I think is really important. Well, I I actually um, have something to say about that because you probably do it in a week or so. But, you know, your life's going to get busy, so are you actually going to give them feedback and or, or give them a review? And, and is this where, like, the desire to hear what people have to say to us, are we actually just making it about the review then? Or do mm-hmm. we generally want to know how you feel? Mm-hmm. And, and that's the bit that I struggle with sometimes, you know, that 
Um, we've got it, and, and we're all about Google reviews. We love them. I, I love the platform. I, I, I think that people having somewhere to go to voice how they feel um, it is really, really important. And mm. it, it's, yeah, so, so we should be embracing it. And we do. Australia loves Google. Mm, they do. Um, if our sole purpose is to ask feedback, so that we can get a five-star review and we're dismissing those people that are not happy with what we're doing, then we're, yeah, we're in trouble. Mm. Part of me wants to just um, say to the next time I see them in another two weeks, hey, guys, maybe just like edit your message that you send us more personal and give them that feedback because that is feedback about getting the feedback, you know, that that's the important stuff because if we're asking for it and no one's giving it to us, um, we had this conversation yesterday in one of our guest expert sessions, if it's not working, we need to tweak it. So if the template we're using isn't working, if the the dialogue, the script that we're using isn't working, we need to tweak them. Um, so, yeah, I might actually, when I see them in two weeks' time, be like, hey, guys, actually talking about you on our live the other day um, and just offer that feedback because they're a great dentist. I've got, I would give them a five-star, but just the message asking me to do it was a bit like, eh, a bit basic. So, um, Well, it didn't feel genuine, did it? It didn't. It, it, didn't. it, it definitely didn't feel like it came from my dentist, which I'm sure he's the owner of the practice he would love to know. So, yeah, some, some good feedback for those guys there. Um, but lastly, Terry, so obviously no one likes to receive negative feedback like we just talked about then briefly and we touched on, but sometimes we're going to receive negative feedback. So what do we do when people tell us what we don't want to hear, when we get feedback that we actually don't like? What do we do there? Yeah. Well, I actually think this is the main reason that we don't ask for feedback in the mm-hmm. way that we're talking about. So we don't want to know that there's a problem because, you know, we're going to have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but guys. If someone isn't happy, they're going to find a way to tell us. And it could be an email to your boss, uh, a one-star Google review. It could be bad-mouthing us on social media or in some of those forums that are, are out there. Like there's plenty of options for people to give us feedback, even if we're not asking for it. So I, I think this is another reason why I like situational feedback requests. I, I still haven't got a name for, for that. But it, it's, um, yeah, because if we're asking at the right time, and there is a problem, then we're more likely to hear about it before, well, one, the situation has escalated, um, but two, before they they get so frustrated that we're, we're then dealing with negative and unflattering comments on public platforms where the whole world can see it. So we are going to have situations that arise where perhaps we haven't been at our best or we've missed the mark around service. So it's hard to be perfect 100% of the time. Like we all know that. And, and sometimes we drop the ball and the feedback's going to reflect this. Mm-hmm. So how we handle it, how we handle this negative feedback is crucial, um, particularly when we're talking about service recovery and the retention piece, okay? Um, and I, I actually, I'm just going to put something in there. I also don't think we should dismiss what people have to say simply because they're a tenant or we've got a history there, okay? That there's there's gold in the, this feedback piece. So the method I recommend if the feedback you receive is not all that complimentary, like I've actually got some tips here, all right? I, I wrote them out and I was like, oh, my God, this is actually starting to be quite a long list, but it, it's not really. It, it's actually I think we need to take it seriously when we do um, perhaps some not-so-flattering comments or, or feedback. So. The first one is pick up the phone straight away, thank them for taking the time to let you know how they feel. And don't put this off. Like the faster you address the the feedback, 
the more you demonstrate that you care, okay, that you're interested in what they have to say and that you want to fix it because this is all emotional here. And if they don't answer, please leave a very nice appreciative message and invite them to call you back. If they don't call you back, follow it up. And if they don't, answer that time, send them an email, but really be sincere in how you, um, you're reaching out to them. Don't, um, don't badger them because sometimes I, I see agencies where they're, they're, they're harassing the person to remove that, that negative Google review or mm-hmm. you know, it, it's actually it, it's a little bit embarrassing um, and very off-putting for everyone. It's almost, uh, I guess, confirming how they feel, you know. Yeah. Um, the second tip is listen carefully to what the person has to say. Don't get defensive. Don't take it as a personal attack. Uh, uh, Look, I know it's human nature to react, but you're you're going to have to consciously distance yourself emotionally. And I'm going to use your one of your little lines here, Sean Lee. I want you to listen to hear, not to speak. Okay, really pay attention to what they're saying. Number three, don't try to prove them wrong or, or justify your actions. Accept responsibility. There will definitely be something that you could have done differently in that situation, okay, because we all know we're not perfect. Um, Maybe it's how you explain something to them, how you, you know, maybe the timing of when you sent uh, an SMS was not right. You know, there there could be, there will definitely be something in there that you could have done differently. Number four, ask questions. And and asking questions is not so just so that you... um, understand their perspective I mean that's really important that we do that but it also stops us from justifying our own actions if we're we're asking questions we're not talking I guess so it it takes us back to that listening carefully part Uh, number five and I can't believe that I have to say this but I see it all the time apologize um that we can't underestimate the power of a simple I'm sorry I'm sorry that this happened. Like, even if it wasn't your fault, you can still be genuinely apologetic for how they feel, okay? Um, Number six, resolve the issue quickly and fix the process. It goes without saying, fix it for them and then fix it so that doesn't happen again. Get to the bottom of why it occurred and then put things in place so you're not going to have to go through this ordeal again and neither will one of your clients. Um, Confirming action, so... Uh, what you're going to do, I want you to, um, after you've spoken to them, put that in an email and just confirm it. Thank them for their time and outline what's going to happen next. That makes it really clear for everyone and it helps with that accountability piece for yourself. So it's not just a conversation that can be misinterpreted. You've said, this is what I'm going to do and this is when I'm going to do it. And so we're all clear. Okay. And then follow up. Number eight is follow up on what you said you were going to do. So what what's going to happen You want to make sure that it does occur. And then number nine, which, again, I'll I'll see people do all of those things and then they won't do this one, and that's check in. Check in once the the issue's resolved and make sure that they're satisfied with the outcome. Now, this is really hard when um, it's been quite emotional and everyone's really, you know, like, oh, you've done this, and and perhaps you're you're kind of having to swallow your, what do you say, swallow your tongue? No. Pride? words of frustration but mm. yeah that one I, I assure you that doing that one more thing that that check-in that's going to make um everything a whole lot easier so 
often the way we conduct ourselves when there is an issue, like how we recover a situation, that's the way we strengthen our relationships or at least demonstrate our care factor. And, you know, I'm all about preventing issues wherever possible. So I'm, but I'm not so naive as to believe that they're not going to happen, right? That things happen. And, and once we've addressed the problem with the client, we definitely need to take the time to make sure it doesn't happen again. And um, depending upon what the issue was, I want you guys to think about using as a case study for the team to learn from. Now, sometimes what stops us from doing this is that, yeah, someone's going to feel a little bit uncomfortable, okay? Like we, we don't want to hurt someone's feelings. But basically it, it's actually part of... Um, when we have a case study like this and we do feel a bit uncomfortable when everyone's talking about, about it, it's actually part of our learning to accept responsibility for our actions. So um, we don't become better by avoiding hard things. That's that. No. So hmm. mm, I have that. There. No, that was awesome, Terry. Thank you. I'm going to actually post those tips on our PMS Facebook page. I think they're really important to get out there. Um, some awesome tips there. And this, my friends, is why it is so important to ask for feedback uh, and really important to ask, obviously, timing-wise at the right time, which, Terry, you've given us some examples there and you've also given us an amazing script, which is awesome. And we've got a comment from Nat that says, I absolutely love this first call maintenance process. Is there anything you would have liked us to have done differently? Gar, love it. Yeah, it's a um, really, really good way to add value to that relationship as well from the get-go. And like you just said at the end there, Terry, I think it all is all about accepting responsibility. And I liked when you said if it wasn't your fault, you still need to say sorry because you are working on behalf of the agency. Um, it's kind of like that whole one team approach. Sure, I didn't do that personally is what you're thinking, but you still need to apologize to the client. Um, and so this is probably a really powerful one as well for anyone that's answering the phones in an agency. You know, there's nothing worse than calling and saying, you know, this has happened and I'm really upset and the person that didn't is, you know, it's a receptionist, she's got nothing to do with it or he's got nothing to do with it, says, oh, well, you know, it wasn't me. Um, let me just see, you know, and, and you, they kind of dismiss it and they're not doing it on purpose but they're kind of almost passing the buck. Um, what would be a lot more powerful is, listen, I'm really sorry this has happened today. I'm going to get Terry to give you a call when she's back in and rectify this for you. Like there's so much power in that and you'd feel so much less angst about what's going on as a person who's calling to make the complaint or to give the feedback I think and it like it happens all the time I I've got an appointment with the sun doctor next week you know the skin guy and I I love him he's the loveliest man like because you have to get all your gear off and he's going over your mm. body this little magnifying thing um you have to have a, a an amount of trust there mm. but Women that he employs on his reception, they never fail to annoy me or make me feel upset. And this week I get a text message to say that my appointment's coming up and then I get another text message with a different time and all within like the space of three minutes. So I ring to let her know and she goes, well, I don't know how that happened. Mm. Oh, okay, well, and she said, well, which one do you want? Like, <laughs> I originally booked, which was 8.30. And, and it was just this whole, yeah, so I've made a mental note to talk to him about it. Mm. But, again, I'll feel very vulnerable because, you know, I'm standing there in my bra and knickers mm. and um, is it appropriate? Yeah, that, it's a really interesting thing. So, um, but I feel because I, I understand the importance of feedback that he, that I won't be the only one that feels this way. 
So, um, yeah, so he's not and going to... just a, a simple miscommunication between the team of one person comes in and does the hit, you know, sends the SMS button out to everyone and the other person comes in and does it and doesn't realise the first person's done it. Like, it's something that could be so easily rectified if you just say something because chances are your doctor has, the skin doctor has no idea what's actually going on because he's got nothing to do with that part of the business. He's there doing the thing that he does best. So um, it's, it's see how important it is to give feedback. It's just something very small that can be changed. Well, the, the other thing, and you talked about it with the dentist there, part of their message that they send is if you made this your time six or 12 months ago, mm-hmm. then you need to double check it may have changed. And I was like, the whole reason that we, like most of us are only going there once every six or 12 months, um, surely the appointments shouldn't change too much. And if they do change, could you not? Tell us why is it up to us that yeah just this whole thing. So um, I can see where they're coming from. They've got this automated system. It's supposed to make their lives easier, but it's actually um, the the tone is not right. And that's I guess one of the things when we are asking for feedback, getting not just the timing but the tone correct is important. Absolutely. So if you are interested in hearing more about what we do at PM Excite, we would love to invite you to head over to pmexcite.com and check out the PM Club. Um, We have lots of conversations like this one, but a bit juicier, and we go into a lot more detail, obviously, in our training sessions. Um, You'll also have access to over 90 templates along with our courses, resources, and monthly training sessions and guest experts. Um, And just to give you a quick insight into that, the investment is only $99 a month for your entire agency to access the membership and you can cancel it at any time if you no longer feel that what we're doing uh, aligns with you and your agency. And we also have a free bundle option, which I think is amazing. Uh, it just means that you can essentially taste test PM Excite and access some of our courses for free for 14 days. So if you're sitting on the fence, this could be a really good option for you to get a feel for what's involved um, with us here at PM Excite. But that is us for now. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen into this conversation. We look forward to bringing you another one next week. And until then, stay safe and enjoy the rest of your week.